get in a Christ-centered community. And if you don't have that, if you live in the sticks, like 50 miles from your local youth, if there's not a youth within a, a proximity of you, I would move. I would move or recruit a tribe of other like-minded Christians. Welcome to The Champion Life with Kurt Tucker. My purpose is to love, encourage, and empower you to become the champion leader God created you to be and live what I like to call the champion life. A life of abundance, freedom, and victory where you, my friend, are winning in every area of your life, your faith, your family, your fitness, and your finances. I'm your host, Kurt Tucker. Let's have some fun. Alrighty, everybody. Well, I'm back with another episode of the Champion Life Podcast. As you know, I'm Kurt Tucker, your host today. Man, I think this is going to be an awesome episode. I think this is going to be a fun episode. Uh, I've got a great man of God, husband, father, leader on with me today that I think is going to be an incredible episode. So Tom, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing, my friend? I am so honored to be here with you, brother. I'm uh, I'm in alignment with your vision, and I love what you're doing in the marketplace. So I'm I'm, I'm excited for this, brother. Let's let's rock. Let's go, man. Well, I want to kind of just you know start right here. Is I know you just got back to San Diego. You've been in Puerto Rico. You and Kim, you guys are traveling all over the place, living the champion life. So you know, real quick, just kind of share with people because a lot of our audience. Uh, you know, we call this, you know, the Champion Life Podcast. It's about people who are who want to go next level in their life and their marriage and their business. And man, when I think of a guy that's doing that, it really is you. Mm. And so, you know, one of the things that I know is so important to you is you have a lot of fun, man. So I want to talk about faith. You know, I want to talk about fun. I want to talk about family. But I think that Without some of those things that are in alignment, that we have our priorities right, it's really hard to have fun, right? Like, you know, you have a lot of people that they have all the money and all that stuff, but they're unfulfilled. For you, I feel like you live with the right priority. So I want to start with faith. And if you wouldn't mind, just kind of share, how mm. do you approach your faith? Maybe how how did you come to your faith? Why is your faith so foundational in how you live your life and how you've had success, just kind of touch base on why that's such an intricate part of who you are and how you live your life. Yeah. I, can I share the shocking God story of how I actually found the Lord? Absolutely. That'd be awesome. Because it ties into business and everything that we're doing right now. I'll give the I'll give the story. There was a gentleman many years ago. By the way, I am so honored to be here with you. And I, I love your incredible bride. And I love I love who you are in Christ and as an entrepreneur. So I'm honored. I don't do a lot of podcasts just because I I value my family and fun and my faith more. And I haven't gotten into that rhythm yet. So I am super honored to be here with you because of what you're doing in the in in the world. So thanks for having me. Thank you. So okay, this is interesting because I was anti-Christian. I was one of those I grew up. Um, like I would just say a Christian basher people. There's this one Christian group of people, literally guy looked just like you. Oh my gosh. It's so bad. He's like, Hey, we're going to uh, we're, and I knew he was part of Cal Baptist. I was working at a veterinary clinic here in Riverside, California called Dr. Butchko. It was like one of the biggest vet clinics in the world. And they were all Christians. All the guys were from Cal Baptist college in the local. And I'm like, why did they hire the guy from the community college that plays football? It was a complete heathen. And I didn't know why. But all they would always be inviting me. Hey, you want to come to our barbecue? I'm like, why? So you got beer? Can we hook up some women? Right? I was just kind of being vulgar and rude to them because I know what they were trying to do. Right? They're trying sure. to witness to me. Not, 
But fast forward, I got into business many years later and all I wanted to do was get rich, get a Ferrari, and of course do what my very um, interesting Hell's Angel biker dad taught me to do, which is having you know one main girlfriend and a bunch of girls on the side. That was my mindset growing up in Hell's Angels bars, biker wow. bars, just very carnal mindset. And um, and then I and then I started plugging into entrepreneurship and personal growth and hearing things like Zig Ziglar talk about God. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. How do I get rich? Jim Rohn talk about God. Yeah, yeah, okay, great. How do I get rich? And then Tom Hopkins dropped the bomb in his seminar to me. Do you remember Tom Hopkins by yep. any chance? Yeah. Back in the day, he was the number one sales trainer in the entire world, one of the top speakers. And all I cared about is he had a private jet, super wealthy, and one of the top of his game when it came to sales training. And so I go to a seminar and then he dropped the bomb on me. That is business seminar, Kurt. He said, I want you to come to my optional service on how do I get my true power? And I'm kind of picking up his language. He's like, yeah, it is faith-based. And I'm just like, F that. That's exactly what I said. And because all I wanted to do was get rich. And there was this girl I was trying to connect with, if you know what I mean, at sure. that seminar. And, and then I find out this girl, I was trying to hook up with her, get some drinks with her at the seminar at night while the optional thing was going on. Cause I was just going to blow it off. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to that optional uh, service. Are you coming? And I'm like, even more bad, but I was trying to connect with this girl. So I went so I can get close to the girl and then maybe connect with her later. And all of a sudden at that seminar, Tom Hopkins was just sharing his story about how he became successful, but really where he got his true happiness from, where he get his true strength from, where he got his true joy from. And I didn't know what was said thereafter. All I knew is that I knew there was a God. I felt the Holy Spirit. I didn't know why, but I was getting my tushy up, going down to the front and accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as my savior right then and there. And I knew that there was a God because my ego was way too big for me to get up in front of my peers and do something weird and foofy if I didn't know at that moment that there really was a God and that he really did die for my sins. And I became a Christian at 23 years old or 22 or 23 years old at, at that business seminar in Camelback Mountain in, in Arizona. And that girl that I was trying to hook up with, Kurt, I, I will tell this part of the story because I actually did end up hooking up with her for the last 26 years. And I married her. It just took me a little bit of longer. <laughs> I had to get married, had to kind of get, uh, get focused in my priorities. Right. And then I married her. It took me about three years because she knew I wasn't fully submitting yet. But after about three years, I finally just said, okay, God, um, I just fully, fully, finally let go. And that's when God yoked us together at that time. And we've been married to my bride, Kim, for, for over 26 years now. Wow. That is, uh, number one, that's powerful. Number two is I think there's probably so many men that could align with that, right? That they're chasing money, that they, they, they feel like what they want is all these different things. And God puts opportunities in front of us. And what it took was a special woman to be like, hey, and then boom. So, so gosh, so that's, that's years ago, right? Now you guys have like four beautiful daughters. They're, you know, all over the place. Cause you, you guys are traveling, you know, doing a lot of things now, but there's a lot of like history in the last, you know, 20 something years, right? How, how long have you been married for Tom? 26, 26 years. So, so let, let's, let's kind of look from the faith standpoint, obviously that's been an integral part of your life. Now, when we begin to kind of look at family, for you, what would you say are maybe one or two of the things that you feel like have had such a great impact in you growing such a close-knit family? Because I know I saw your picture last night as yeah. you guys come in and that just breathes 
breath into your spirit to be around all your girls. So what what's a couple of things that you have kind of led your life over the years as mm-hmm. being the leader of your family with your wife and your kids? It's been super important to you that you've practiced that you maybe feel would be beneficial for some of the guys that are maybe listening. Yeah, I'll I'll say the number one thing is it's been a miracle, to be honest. Um, I know there's a God because I fall short as a dad and I look back as a first generation peeling back the onion of generations with my started with my dad and my mom of control of ego of um doing it doing it wrong and so it's been it's been a, an unraveling and still obviously focusing on growth personally but more importantly obviously focused on the holy spirit and and our on our community at church and just pressing in has been has been the, the key to that and then the big the big key and i tell people this all the time for us and i guess this is for us but we because we feel like as parents, we could have done things so much better. Although we love the Lord and we did a lot of things right. The thing that really helped us, Kurt, if I'm going to be transparent for any of you that are listening right now, get in a community. Uh, what's the scripture, Kurt, where you can raise it? It's better to have a tribe. What was the, you know what I'm talking about? You want to have a tribe of sharpening Christian, not just Christian. Let me be clear. Oh, like People the iron are, sharpens iron. The iron sharpens iron, but... Uh, it takes a tribe to build a village or something like that. Bottom line is get in a Christ centered community. And if you don't have that, if you live in the sticks, like 50 miles from your local youth, if there's not a youth within a a proximity of you, I would move. I would move or recruit a tribe of other like-minded Christians because our kids grew up pure. Our kids grew up with leadership culture. Our kids Mm -hmm. grew up with the Holy spirit because partially because of that community and the really committed church culture that, that they grew up with when we lived up in the Sierras and the mountains. And then that transferred here in San Diego with Awakened Church with Pastor Jurgen Matisius. And he just built an amazing culture that helped leverage that, that relationship through Christ uh, in that relationship. So where we fell short as parents, they, they helped build that community and raised some amazing champions that love the Lord. Man, I love that. I love, and I know one of the things I always say, Tom, because I know you've, you know, obviously in business, you know, you're coaching people, you guys have done coaching is like the most important team will ever coach is the home team, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, when you think about, I have four kids and it's like, man, how am I, I how can I constantly be doing things that they know that they're loved? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also understand that my wisdom and my my teachings are only going to go so far that, you know, and I think maybe what you're trying to say is it takes a village to raise a child. And, yeah. and, uh, and, and I don't even know if, if maybe that's scripture, maybe it's not, but I've always heard that where it's yeah. like, I was actually just saying this to one of my son's varsity basketball coaches uh, a couple of days ago, where I'm like, Hey, would you mind saying this to Carson? Cause I know that if he says yeah. it to Carson, it, it, it's going to be like gold, right? You know what I mean? So it's like, why not? So that yeah. that's so important. So well, well, that's awesome. So, so now the girls, you know, what what was it like? Because I think a lot of people, it's so easy to take your eye off of the ball. And I always say, like, many times we're juggling things in life, and there's just certain balls that you just cannot afford to drop, right? And one mm-hmm. of those is is family, right? So as mm-hmm. you're juggling your health and your your family and business, you know, and things of that nature, you know, how have you over the years, as you guys have built successful businesses, still managed to take care of your health, still managed to keep the family so tight, you know, in continuing to just do the things you've done? 
Well, I'll just say for us, the fitness has been more the easier. Everybody's got priorities that they're got some strengths in, and then some priorities are weaker in. Probably our strength when it comes to Kim and I would be more of the the fitness part of it. Um, and even though, and here's what I tell people: where are you at on a scale of one? You really suck, or a ten? You're really on fire for your God, the Holy Spirit, praying, meditate, um, your your relationship with your spouse and or family, your fitness and your and your wealth. And so for fitness, it's always been like a seven, eight, nine at times. But but with that said, with that said, I would press, I would press in to doing getting the right mentorship, being vulnerable, being humble to figure out how to get almost all, and I know it's, you're never perfect balance, but there is a way through Christ who strengthens us to be at a nine, 10, do your best to become, have your temple be, uh, be as strong as you possibly can. Because the thing that I really, the reason why I say this now at 51 years old, Kurt, and I've got, I always thought like when you're young and even, even 48 years old, young, 49 years young, I always put a lot of my, my strength, my, my confidence in my body. And as I'm now have a pinched nerve from jujitsu, trying to wrestle 20 year olds, right. With that mic. Um, and I have specific leg situations going on. I've come to realize when you start to lose certain pieces from an injury, how valuable your, your health is. Mm-hmm. So I wish I could spend an hour on just the health part of it. But what I will tell you just for a really quick and to the point is we don't know what we don't know about our hip flexors. We don't know. We don't know. Are we balanced with creatine, with our testosterone? How do you increase it naturally? Um, if you have an MTHR gene, have you even heard of that, Kurt? Yeah. yeah. We call it the mother trucker gene, MTHR. Yeah. Gary Brecka, one of the top fitness guys in the world, talks about this. Is If you have a broken gene, you shouldn't be eating bread at all. You shouldn't be drink. You shouldn't be eating rice or pastas because it'll inflame the heck out of your body. And in your twenties and thirties, you might be able to fight it off, but it, it could be cancer causing. It could be crushing your sex life. It could be crushing you doing your podcast and reaching your purpose and doing what you're called to do. So dialing in your blood type, your gene, your, your health, your weight, all that stuff. What's your best food for you? Like I can eat meat, like it's going out of style and I thrive with energy, but anyways, sorry, soapbox. No. But yeah. Well, well, and you know, and, and here's the thing is, is, you know, health is wealth, right? You know, mm-hmm. and I know wealth is one of those core pillars that you like to focus on, you know, wealth finances, but, and, and there's a saying, you know, where it's like, man will sacrifice his health for wealth, right? He'll work all his years only to later on in life, he'll have to spend all that money that he accumulated to try to get his health back. 100%. You know? So. So why not just go ahead and make it? And I think one of the things I see you and Kim do a lot, your wife, and this is something that Rachel and I do a lot, is we're always doing things together. We're working out together. We're going golfing together. We're sometimes when I coach men and I'm like, hey, man, you know, you got to get these certain things prioritized, praying for your wife, going on date night, stuff like that. I'm like, man, we might we might do four or five date nights a week, you know, because it's it's not like. I don't want to do anything just barely. You were mentioning Gary Brecka, who I think if you're listening yeah. to this podcast, I mean, this guy right now is really taking the world by storm. And what I love about it is he's simplifying things and he's not afraid to tell the truth. You mm-hmm. know, he's not afraid to say this is what's really this is what's really happening. And, and what I found, 
I love this saying right now that the the presence of oxygen is the absence of disease. Mm -hmm. And so that has made me prioritize, Tom, over the last month, uh, my breathing, because I've mm -hmm. always had a, a, a morning routine of prayer, meditation, devotion, medi you know, visualizing, gratitude, I am statements, working out. All those things have always been important, but I've never really understood the power of your breath work. And the moment that he said, hey, listen, if there is one thing I could tell you to do of all these things, eat organic, you know, exercise, all these things, it's to breathe. It's to learn how to do the way he teaches breathing. And here's the reason why I was like, dude, I'm in. And what I found, just like anything, when you try to do anything new, there's always that uncomfortableness. And it's like, I, I'm going to do this because it's a discipline and I know yep. the benefit of it. It's like a cold shower, right? You know, there's so many things we can do. I'm sure we could talk a lot about fitness, but check out Gary Brecka, man. He is phenomenal. You know, Tom is, is on to something, you know, when he's talking about things like your testosterone and you shouldn't be eating certain things, the gene test. And, you know, I know you can, you know, you can get all those tests done through the 10 X website. I mean, it's, you know, phenomenal stuff. So, and and you you're still in great shape, my man. Do you guys take care of yourself and and which is phenomenal? So, well, let's talk about this. Fitness is huge. We talked about family. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about business. You guys have done you know very well. You guys have built some incredible companies. You guys are top leaders. You know, in a company called Savvy. That's yeah. where we met with my wife Rachel. Um, so, for those people out there trying to go next level. You know, maybe they're in the network marketing space, maybe they're in a traditional business, maybe they're in a regular career just job, Tom. What are maybe a couple things that you would recommend, you know, for somebody who's wanting to take their business next level? All right. So I will say the number one thing right now, they say the biggest wealth that most people create, and of course there's always exceptions to this rule, is when you're when you start to hit 50 and and, and beyond. Because the thing that I'm realizing literally this year, Kurt, is that the more that I really understand, more that I'm growing in my leadership, or more importantly, the more that I'm proximity around people where their leadership is at a level that I get to see, touch and feel and hear from and get mentored by, when I'm around people that are extremely wealthy, that are younger than me or are the same age. Um, so it's getting a person, getting in a, and you hear this a thousand times but I wish I could slap myself right now if I was listening to this 10 years ago, because when you think that you're in proximity of people that are really at a, at a 10, at a 10 out of 10 in a certain area of life, you really need to challenge it. You need to be around people like my mentors make me so uncomfortable, right? So the number one thing I will tell you is get in proximity of high level people some way, somehow, like we literally, and she knows it, we're best friends. We're really good friends with Shanda Sumpner and Ash Gondahari. One of the reasons why we moved to Puerto Rico and we are figuring out what I was telling you earlier, we're, we're kind of hacking living in the wealthy, one of the wealthiest communities in the entire world. And, and again, the people that live there are way, I mean, there's multiple, multiple billionaires in there because the networking and the relationships and the connections and the, the mindset growth that I've had in the last year and a half since I've lived in proximity with, with some successful people and being vulnerable and humble to knowing what I don't know that I don't know. So what I was going to say is by being in proximity and really pressing in and finally being humbled a little bit more in, in certain areas that I thought I was really good at speaking. I thought I was really good at growing teams. I thought I was really good at sales. I thought I was really good at certain areas of life. But the further that I press in, the more that I get around people that are really at a higher level, the more that I feel like an almost like an infant. 
um, when it comes to my leadership. The more so right now, I'm starting all over, going through sales training like I'm a kid. I'm starting all over, and I'm when it comes to my faith. Someone that's ministering to me like no one's business is um, is John Brevere from a oh. ministry perspective. And what's really wild, and I just want to put a plug into this right now. If there's one takeaway, and I don't know if this is just where I'm at in life, but if there's one takeaway, if you're listening to this and you want to grow teens, if you want to grow your relationship with your wife and your your or your spouse and your kids, and if you're growing any kind of business whatsoever, the number one thing is to realize what is the number one enemy of business and marriage and relationships? What's the number one enemy that prevents full strength and power? And I've been given, I didn't, I didn't realize this, even though I've made millions of dollars. And even though it looks like we've had a great life, a lot of it has been a battle I didn't need to fight. And it's because of a spirit of being offended, a spirit of being triggered by Kim or a friend or a mentor because I've always thought as Christians and partnering with, I would partner with some really baller Christians in life. And then I get behind the scenes and become relational with them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, their ego is off the chart. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that they still have that, that thought or they do this or that. And I can't believe my wife does this. And really, I didn't realize that it's my spirit of offense. That's the only thing that's given away my power. Mm-hmm. And the book, The Bait of Satan, if you're a friend of mine, if you're a family, if you want to become... In our circle, Kurt and I, I would do whatever it takes to read it, digest it, read it backwards, read it forwards. It's, it's been the most profound thing that I've ever gone through in a long time is The Bait of Satan by John Brevere. And I've been sharing that with so many people. I've gotten three friends that are like, you got to meet John. I'm like, I don't know. God's doing some crazy things. I'm, I'm connecting with John through text right now through another friend, Jordan Kemper. Thank you, buddy. But anyways, so I don't know what God's gotten planned for that relationship, but it's been it's been life changing. Man, that, that's exciting. You know, I was just talking about this in my leadership Bible study that I lead uh, at my church at 6 a.m. on Wednesday mornings. And uh, one of the guys said, you know, Kurt, you said something last week that was such a game changer to me that has been causing me so much issues in my life and robbing my peace and my joy and causing frustration. And I was kind of mm-hmm. like, what did I say? Because we talk a lot about a lot mm-hmm. of different things, right? And he said, you said, you know, that offense is always taken. It's never given, you know, and you think about that, like when we're offended, like mm-hmm. you said, it's us. It's, that, us. It's, it's, it's all us. And you could chalk it up to pride. You could talk it up to insecurity, you know. Yeah, well, wait, Kurt, you don't know what they did to me. Exactly. Exactly. Right. It's like, it's like, yeah, like, like we're going to figure out a way you know, until you renew your mind, right? You know, it's like, it's that whole being transformed by the renewing of your mind where you start to realize, you know, because for me, like, I know that this is something 100% Tom that I've struggled with behind the scenes is insecurity. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, well, hold on, because there's always another level, you know, right? There's always, I remember my, my wife and I were just talking about the other day, because I would feel insecure because she always wants to fly private. And, mm-hmm. and and so I'm like, you know what, until the day that I can have us a private jet, I'm not a good enough husband. Right. And that was my own lie in my own head that the enemy was trying to get yeah. me to buy in and believe it. She wasn't saying that. I, she wasn't saying that. She was just saying, hey, man, I would I would love to fly private. That was it. There was nothing more than that. And but I would take it as I wasn't good enough. And now I'm offended. And now I'm walking around pouting and. You know what I mean? Like having my own pity party. And I so interesting. 
Well, you, you just identified something that you probably picked up a lot earlier in life than I did. I didn't realize how insecure I've been my whole life, even as a strong alpha. The thing I thought I had to worry about was my overconfidence and my over ego, but I'm just overcompensating my ego because of insecurity. Mm. Yeah. And I, I lash out or I have fear. I've gone through depression more than I want to admit, which is ridiculous now that I think about it. And because of the offense, because of the trigger, because of the insecurity that I'm trying to be somebody in my identity that I didn't have to, because my identity is in Christ, but mm. it's taken me a long time. And this has been like literally only a few months. It sounds crazy. You say, well, how did I raise my daughters as godly? How did I, how did I keep a 26 year old marriage? It's a miracle. God had a plan for me. And he, he's had a miracle. And he just, it was like hanging on by a thread in almost every area of my life. Cause I, I would have blown it up. I, I came so close to blowing up my marriage, blowing up my relationship with my kids. So it's a miracle. And of course we've had amazing times and gone to church every week, but I would say I've lived as an extremely wounded, striving Christian up until just recently where I'm finally getting to the point where it's like coming to the end coming to the end of myself, coming to the end of myself when it comes to being lukewarm in my faith, being coming to the end of myself and all the different priorities and just, and I'm not saying I'm fully like, but just truly learning that I, I've, I just want to see what God can do through me for the first time, like truly letting go of even the, some of the, some of the areas I've been holding on to. That's, that's so powerful. And, you know, Tom, you're, you're about 10 years ahead of me. Uh, actually, you're the same age as my wife, Rachel. So Rachel's 10 years ahead of me. We, you know, when we met, I was 21. She was 32. And, what? You know, so, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's kind of a crazy story <laughs> of a lot of, you know, dysfunction and unfatherlessness. And our early mm. years of marriage were were wild and, and crazy. But I'll save that story for another time. You can check that out in my book. But, you know, one of the things that I that I, I'm hearing you say, and I've got a a question I want to move to like to some social media stuff, but I think this is so important uh, because we sometimes as men think that we have to have it all together, you know, that we can't show emotion or we can't be truthful and honest. Like here we are having a conversation talking about offense and, you know, and insecurity and things that, that hopefully there's thousands of people, you know, that see this, this podcast that may be thinking, that man, that I can't do that. And that my hope for 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 you, if you're listening to this, you know, is that you'll realize that it's okay. That Tom and I are both alpha guys, you know, leading in businesses and and doing certain things and making money, but that these are the things that we struggle with too. And that it's okay. And I want to encourage you that if you are listening to this and you're dealing with some of those things, you know, find somebody that you can trust, that you can lock arms with, that can help you. Cause it's powerful to just talk about it. Isn't it Tom? Just to be yeah. able to say like, I know for me, I have so many breakthroughs when I can call another brother in Christ like you and say, Hey man, this is the crap that's going on in my head. Talk to me, give me some encouragement, give me some wisdom, give me some truth that can just set you free, man. So, 100%. so thank you. Thank you for just sharing deep on that because I think that that's powerful, man. Well, so. I, I have to share one piece of this puzzle that, that was when your mentor or person that you do trust in an area is giving you your mentorship, take it, right? Take it, but also realize that they may not be perfect in other areas because I would always discard everything because I found an area of sin in their life. Mm -hmm. And now, in fact, I have a friend right now that's transforming my life. We love them. 
but there's some areas I'm like, oh man, why do they, why are they like, why, why don't they do this way? Like that? Why don't they like this? It doesn't, it just, I don't want to go into too much depth, but it's like, because, because God's using me to sharpen them. Iron sharpens iron. And I want to, yes. I want to see these people, my mentors, my friends, as they see me, which is who can I become and where am I going to be? And I've been evolving because she keeps speaking certain things in my, into me. Like you're C-suite, Tom, you're C-suite, Tom, you're C-suite, Tom. To be honest, I didn't even know what C-suite meant. I've run big company. I don't want to say big companies, small companies, millions of dollars a year in sales. That's small, but um, in comparison. But um, but anyways, just just I, I want to see them for where they can be in their weaknesses. And, and as, as my that's what friends do is we're not perfect together. And don't be offended by the things that, that friends or pastors or anybody that you're associated with. Otherwise, you'll spend years. I have, I have a, my old mentor impacted. She showed me where the Holy spirit, she, she shared the Holy spirit to me and what the Holy spirit, like I was a Christian and, and, but there are certain areas of her life that I discarded for 10 years. And I've been trying to make her pay some kind of forgiven her blah, blah, Christian. I forgiven release seminar. I went to, but I did not. I thought I did. And I've been holding resentment for 10 years. And it's like so dumb because we could have stayed in each other's life and got through that offense. I don't know. This is a really big topic for me right now. So, wow, wow, it's humility, man. Like you know, like my wife. It's I'm big in that season right now of releasing pride, you know, so that I can have humility. Uh, I was on a podcast yesterday where I was being interviewed, and the guy was asking me about, you know, what what would I probably say would be my greatest advice to people who are in some type of family business, or maybe you have a business with your spouse, mm, um, you know, that, that, that I could give. And, and I said, you know, all I can tell you is right now in my life, I'm learning to trust my wife more. I'm learning to, because for the longest time, it's like, I got this. And now I'm realizing, man, at almost 20 years, like, now hold on for a second. Like she is my easer. She is my suitable helper. She is the warrior in my life that, you know, the definition of champion uh, and why I even, you know, named my book, The Champion Life or my podcast is because champion means that we would, you know, rise above the rest and, and we would be the best of the best. Right. That, you know, we all know that if you come from a sports vernacular or whatever, but it, it also really means like Christ was the ultimate champion. You know, it's you are a defender of purpose, like you fight on behalf. And it's like when you're married, like you're in the fight together, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Regardless of whether you're working the business side by side every day, like maybe you and Kim have done and Rachel and I have, or if if you're a guy who's out there and you're going to the office every day, building the business and your wife is at home taking care of four kids, like she's just as important to the business as you are doing everything from marketing and sales and fulfillment and operations and running mm -hmm. teams and, and all those things. So that pride, man, can really you know, get in the way. But when we can have humility to just say, hey, I need help, you know, and yeah, this person isn't perfect, but what can I learn from this person that could make my life just a, a percent or two better? Mm. Um, so man, that's that's so powerful. So I want to make sure I ask this because Rachel told me to ask you this. So All if right. I don't ask this on this uh, podcast, on, I will be in trouble. Uh, yeah. But I think it does apply to anybody who's out there right now uh, trying to build a business, especially... Mm. But even, you know, anything else is you're hearing a lot of talk right now about how important it is to build a personal brand. 
Yeah. Um, and man, you have built an incredible, you know, uh, brand, you know, through what you guys do and, you know, with your following on, I think TikTok, it's like 700,000 and Instagram, it's a lot. I mean, you, you build a great following, but what would you say for somebody uh, who's maybe trying to build their following? They have a, a purpose. As I always say, it's like, hey, how do we go out here into the marketplace and utilize these these mediums for good, right? You know, versus not. What would you say would be like your one or two tips to really take your social media to the next level? What are the things that you do and why do you think it's so important today? I feel like I've gotten maybe the best, the most important answer I can give. And it's so simple. And I've said this a thousand times, but it's so for, for most people, it's it, they, it doesn't make sense, but because it's too damp, it's too simple. And it's also maybe the hardest thing that any one of you will have to do. When you, you said when you're really, if you building a brand first off is about purpose. So if you, I mean, if, if you really want to blow your brand up big, it's of course, it's about your purpose of what you're called to do. Why do you want to create that influence? Because what kind of impact you want to make through that? If it's ego driven still could be huge, but it's a lot harder because you're going to be striving. You're going to be striving and you're going to be a hamster on a wheel. It might get big, but you're always in that grind and it, 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 it becomes more anyways. So I'm not going to go down that road. That's, that's not the ma major thing I want to. I want to share and land right now. The thing I want to land, I've not even flipped that switch fully. I'm only scratching the surface. Here's what I'll say. When you're fully walking in your calling, when you're fully killing your ego and you're not worried or you're not overthinking and, and everybody says, oh, don't, don't think about, don't worry about what other people are thinking. Don't worry. I'm telling you when you become shocking, entertaining, loving, vulnerable, uh, transparent, don't, don't worry about the lighting always being perfect. Don't lower Like just when you're in public and you're doing your video and you're cringing and you're feeling uncomfortable because everybody you think is like just totally watching you and you gotta be, you gotta be different. You gotta be a one percenter of a one percenter. And again, if you're doing it from an ego perspective, it's not easy because you'll still be in your head, but when you're just being shocking or fun or entertainment or truthful or whatever that may be for your brand, you'll grow a thousand times faster. And I'll just say this, Kurt. For the last few years, I've been, I, I call it flexing, practicing. I'm not in my alignment of truly my 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 purpose-driven, Christ-centered content that I want to get into. What I know I could own just by having fun is just being a little bit, not a little bit, being dorky, being silly, a little bit cringy or a lot cringy. And it's been a, a, a shocking test, but it's crazy how we did grow our channel. And I still held back because the friends are like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? What's crazy about even not being in full alignment yet with my brand. It's more just entertainment and fun and weird and on the fly and just being silly and dorky and maybe not perfectly in alignment with what my true calling is. It's shocking how, how fast our, our brand did go. And I flexed that a little bit, not overthinking about things. I could do a whole hours on the psychology of this, but growing social media as a psychology, not what everybody else is teaching. Here's when you post, here's the logistics, here's the copywriting, all that's extremely important. It's more of just the, the psychology of, finding that, finding that niche, finding that not niche, but finding that, that rhythm. Yeah. And I think one of the things that you do, Tom, really well, and I, and I hear this a lot right now is just be authentically you, you know, like when we can be authentically us, like there's so much, there's so much power in yeah. that, you know, man. And I'll, I'll say this though, Kurt, that's what everybody says, including me. Everybody says that, right. And I, I really don't think hardly anybody's doing it. And even people that speak it like, oh, I'm being authentically me. If you're being authentically, 
I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I don't know if I'm right or wrong with this one, but I think if we're being really authentically us, we would be so attractive. We would, we would go, we would have so much attraction to us when we're being, when we're finally in alignment of exactly speaking the way that, that we're supposed to speak through God, through Christ. And I really believe we'll be magnets, like really crazy magnets. And mm-hmm. you know, who's doing a really good job with this, really killing it is non-believers. There's certain shocking, crazy, I'm not going to mention names, but there's a few that you could probably think about right now that are controversial and they say rude things and they stay, they're a little vulgar and they say shocking things. I believe the next generation of media is going to be us bold through Christ who, who were able to be that, that message, but not being it through being rude or shocking in, in, in the wrong areas. So it's, it's kind of a hard balance that I've been working through. And I know that God's been convicting me in that area to be more, um, more of his, his words coming through my mouth instead of my, instead of the, instead of the, the more worldly kind of content. Man, I love that. I love that. And there's, there's so much truth there. So, well, Tom, man, this has been awesome. We we've went, we've touched so much stuff today, man, from faith, fitness, family, finances, you've been awesome. If you wouldn't mind real quick, share where people can find you at, man. You know, what's the best and place to find you if they want to follow you? I would love no matter where you go, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube soon coming, starting YouTube. My name, if you want to, if you could write this down, if you're listening to this right now or type it in, my name is Tom and my last name is Challen and it's C-H-A-L-L-A-N.com. <laughs> and again, you can go back and see all my weird, stupid, cringy content. And then I pray that when you're watching this right now, you could see more of the, the next phase two of that content. So see if I'm practicing what I'm preaching right now, but also drop me a message wherever you're at. I'll, I'll uh, connect back with you. Um, message me on Instagram or Facebook, probably the best places for that. And I'd love to, I'd love to, love to see what you're doing in the world and how you're making a difference. So leave me a message. Don't just go on there, but actually message me and say something like you saw me through the amazing champion podcast with Kurt. Mm, I love it, man. And we'll make sure we put all that in the notes and stuff for everybody. So, well, man, Thank you so much for your time. Send love to Kim. And, you know, yeah. just I, obviously, you know, I'm going to continue to uh, pray for you guys and that you guys continue to crush it in life and to see you where you're going the next level, man. And hopefully we we get a chance to cross paths here soon, man. And just uh, this has been awesome, man. So thank you so much, you brother. Well, you're coming to Puerto Rico, right? Yeah, like November, December. Good, because we, we always need guest speakers at our church. We're just launching a church out there in Dorado Beach. Done deal, man. Consider it done. I appreciate it. Let's go. All right, man. Well, well, thank you so much. Well, guys, that's it for another wrap on the Champion Life podcast. Stay tuned for the next one. And yes, if something reached out to you today and stuck, reach out to Tom, reach out to myself, however we can serve you and help you live the champion life that God's created you to be and have. That's what we're here for. So we'll see you on the other side. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to the Champion Life Podcast. I hope that you learned a thing or two that can help you create the champion life that you desire and that God has for you. Now, before you go, I have one ask. If this episode resonated with you in any way, I want to hear about it. Please shoot me a personal message on Facebook at Kurt Tucker or Instagram at Kurt D. Tucker. Stay tuned for the next episode, my friend, and as always, keep growing and keep going.